Hello, and welcome back to Under the Rock with Brielle and Gerlin. Hey. Hello. Hello, people. Today we're doing episode four, five, and six, six right? Yeah, of Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, the person who has seen the media is Gerlin, and the person who is new to the media is me. Although, you know, to be transparent, like totally transparent, I did watch the whole show before we did this so technically i'm coming back to the media as well but you know for the you know for our little you know thing right <laughs> also uh i just want to say last episode we were talking about hook with robin williams oh my God. and i couldn't remember <laughs> who the actor was who played hook it's dustin hoffman it's dustin hoffman it's dustin hoffman i just wanted everybody to know that so she knows who it is i know who it is she now knows who it is okay <laughs> All right, let's let's get into it. Let's let's start talking about Avatar. <laughs> All right, so Kiyoshi's Island. Yeah, the Warriors of Kiyoshi. Yes. Um, I love this episode, and I love this episode because it has Suki in it, and Suki is like one of my favorite characters in this series. I love her to pieces. She is a queen. She is an icon, a goddess. I stand her. <laughs> and it goes back to what you said last episode with the way they in- introduce characters. Mm-hmm. They introduced her very well. Mm-hmm. Um, Showing that she's a strong and independent woman. Yeah. It's like, oh, a bunch of girls, huh? Yeah. Then Nagi's going to eat well tonight. Like, (laughs) she just asserts her dominance. Yeah. Very early on. Yeah. I love that. And she had to because she's the leader and she's apparently like one of the youngest. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they don't just do that to do that. You know, if you are younger than the people that you are leading, it's because you're very capable and you're very smart. And, you know, you can see that. And, you know. I just, I love her. Oh, I love her so much. <laughs> With this episode, I I think this is the very first episode of Avatar that I ever watched. Oh, really? Because mm-hmm. I didn't start um when it first came out. Oh. My cousin actually put me on, and I believe this was the episode that, because it, it was just airing on TV. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, oh, have you ever watched Avatar? I was like, no. Yeah. So he, we, he turned on the TV, and this was the episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting that this was the first one that you that you watched. It was um when when the intro played and it shows him smack right into the statue. Yep. Laugh every time. Laugh every time. Well, as, <laughs> as a kid, that's, that's what got me hooked. I was like, oh, this show seems fun. And yeah. then, um, that's what actually I was thinking about that with all three episodes that we're talking about today. Like they're funny episodes. Yes. Like, I mean, obviously, like Avatar is meant to be a funny show. Sometimes it's not meant to be super dramatic all the time. But like. And I know that it's funny, but, you know, I, I just forget sometimes how funny it is. And these episodes are very funny. Um, I like that a lot. I also thought that this episode is really interesting because I could definitely see the anime influences in mm. it. Not a specific show, but I could definitely see the style, you know, in this episode in particular. Like when Aang is being chased by the Unagi um, and he's like running on the water. That's a very anime kind of pose. Um you know, I think some of the facial expressions that the characters have in this episode are very anime inspired. And that's cool. I mean, it's cool to see the influences on Avatar. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just the world that is Asian inspired, but the actual animation as well. You know, that's cool. I like that. Watching it back. I didn't I didn't catch it my first time viewing it, mm-hmm. but watching it back um, to do this podcast. For me, I picked up a little... I feel like it took a little bit from Samurai Champloo. Have you ever seen that anime? No, I, I can't say I have. Oh, how dare you? 
had shame on you. We you have to watch it. Okay. Um, it's it's very basic. Not not. It's like surface level anime. Like everyone knows it because it was on Toonami. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but yeah, I I got a bit of like samurai shampoo influences mm. watching the anime and watching the animation and how they were moving and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting because sometimes you know you watch the show and you forget that even though it is an American show that they're what they're like basing it on is like anime anime and um it, it pops up in like you know funny facial expressions and stuff but this episode really stuck out to me with that so that was cool that was cool um i <laughs> i love this episode because this is the episode where you see ag first do the trick with the marvel right <laughs> and i was talking about mom, so I'm watching it with my mom mm-hmm. Cause she's like, she likes to pretend that she's not invested or interested in the stuff that I'm interested in, but she is. And so I'm watching it with my mom and I was like, funny story in legend of Korra when like they go to this guy's like house or museum or whatever. And he has like all these like pictures and artifacts from past avatar. The picture of egg has him like doing the trick. And I just love that <laughs> as like a character moment. Cause I think it kind of shows like that he's still a kid. He's just a kid. He's not some all powerful avatar and I don't know. I just, I just thought it's so cute. And then you have the, the like guy who like freaks out and like starts foaming Foamy, at the <laughs> the foam guy. Yep. It's so funny. It's such a good episode. It's so funny. Oh man, I love that. Just like <laughs> this episode also starts the building blocks for um. What's the ship for Aang and Katara? What what do people call it? Oh, Katang. Katang. Yeah, Katang. Oh my god. Well, this this starts the building blocks when he's trying to impress her. Oh yeah, definitely, and definitely, not, definitely. She's not paying attention. Yeah, Katara, look at this. That's great, eh? <laughs> but you you're not watching. <laughs> uh, I could I could definitely relate to that trying to impress a a girl. And, oh really? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I I don't I don't miss those times. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and also, this starts um, Sokka's arc. I'll stop being a sexist jerk. Yeah. Suki, I love it because Suki kicks his ass one time mm-hmm. and he just decides to stand women for life. He's just like, Suki's like, here, I got you this like cup of juice. It's respecting women juice. Just take a sip, a small sip, and he just chugs it instead. He's like, I'm going to chug this every morning for the rest of my life. <laughs> I got to give it to Saka. He was very, um, I guess, admirable in being... um being talked down to yeah right? like he he took it on the chin really yeah. nicely he came back he apologized yeah it was good on him well because i think i think kasuki reached him on a warrior level mm. you know she didn't necessarily try to outsmart him with her feminine wiles or anything like that she she saw that he was kind of a jerk but he said he wanted to learn so she was going to teach him and she didn't baby him or coddle him or overly praise him. She treated him like a warrior. And I think he respected that, you know? And I think in turn, she respected him because he kind of listened to her. I mean, he could have, he could have been like, oh, you're just a stupid girl, even though you beat me up goodbye forever. Mm -hmm. But he instead chose to learn from her, you know? And I think it's because she reached out to him on a warrior to warrior level. Right. You know? I love her so much. <laughs> Suki's the best. She is. I love her so much. I also think like this episode is really sweet because 
even though like the little girls who like chase after Aang are kind of like, you know, not really in- interested <laughs> in him. They're just kind of like, he's the avatar. I think it is really sweet that like there are people in the world who are excited and happy to see him because, you know, I feel like he must feel so alone. So to come to a town and be celebrated, you know, is is really sweet. And I, I just like that. Um, but at the same time, I think this episode, because like Zuko comes and, um, sets the village on fire, I think Aang also realizes the kind of consequences of being the Avatar. Like, Mm. yes, you have power and yes, people love you, but at the same time, you're like being there brings trouble right you know because there will always be people who oppose peace and there will always be people who oppose unity and so even if the hundred years war wasn't going on i'm sure there would be people who'd be like yeah get out of here avatar right um and i think this is kind of one of the first episodes that we see almost the the isolation that being the avatar can bring that he's the only one who can save these people and it's kind of all up to him. And that's how oh, it's like, it's like happy, sad, you know? Right. You know, also like this episode and, and the following episodes don't have a lot of Zuko in them. No, they don't. Yeah. Which is he, pretty cool. Yeah. He's in like the beginning of this episode where he friends learns that the avatar is at Kyoshi Island. And then he is at the end when he um, attacks them and everything. Um <laughs> He's meditating and his uncle's like, calm down. And he's like, I am calm. And then he tells them that they can't find the avatar and the fire goes everywhere. <laughs> this show really knows how to use their characters. Mm-hmm. It's like they don't give you too much of um of everybody. Like in later episodes, even though this is Avatar, the last airbender, this show is about Aang. We don't always focus on Aang. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I just love how... The show also plays with perspective, mm-hmm. like things like the world doesn't stop just because we, we don't we're not watching Aang. Exactly. And that's what I love about mm-hmm. this. Like, yeah, I think at its core, the show is definitely an ensemble show. Yes. Um, Which I think is great, you know, um, because you're absolutely right. I mean, even thinking further into the future with like the Tales of Ba Sing Se episode, those are all individual stories about individual people. Only one of them is about Aang, mm-hmm. you know, and I. And I think that it's important that the show shows us what other characters are doing because I think it adds to the overall story of Aang. Because what Sokka does with Suki comes back to help Aang later, like mm-hmm. in a fighting scene or a fighting style. You know, um, Katara's, you know, kind of exploration with... I'm trying to think of an, something that she does by herself with um with healing when she goes to the northern water tribe that comes back later and and ang's not there so i mean it's all really important that the characters have their own lives outside of him but at the end of the day they all come together and i think that's really a a mark of good writing yes that you don't need your main character to be able to tell the story very Mm. and and this is technically the only episode where and i could be wrong but where there's a lot of fanfare about, oh my god, he's the Avatar. Yeah, I feel like it is, yeah. Except for, like, negative fanfare in the Avatar Day episode. I mean, but we're not talking about <laughs> We're not that. talking about that. Not yet. Not yet. Just just, just people are excited yeah. to see him. Um, 
And I thought I thought it was a little weird that Katara was essentially trying to downplay it. Like she's the one who encouraged who encouraged him yeah. to accept the fact that he's the Avatar and embrace it. Yeah. And now that he kinda is, she's just like, All right, well don't let it get to your head now. <laughs> Relax. Calm down. Getting a little gassed up. I was like, Katara, come on. Was and I, it showed did did you think that Katara was jealous? Like do you think that was a, a thing or Um I don't know if it was jealousy of the girls. I don't know if she was like, oh, those he likes those girls more than me. I don't think it was that kind of jealousy. I think it was a little bit of jealousy that like he was kind of famous and maybe she wasn't. Hmm. I don't mean to say that like she was like, oh, really angry about it. But I, I think it was that. I also think it was a little bit mixed with. Well, if he becomes super famous in the Avatar, well, he'll leave me behind and he'll forget about what we are trying to do. So I think it's kind of a mix of that. Mm. You know, being a 14 year old girl is tough, man. I am. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Uh, yeah. When um, when they were arguing, something that I, I just caught mm-hmm. um, right before we started, right before you came to film this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, when they were at the uh, the food stand mm-hmm. and they're talking, there was someone in the back, like just just a random like nameless character mm-hmm. in the back, and I'm looking at them because you only see them when um, the camera's on Aang, mm-hmm. um, from from this perspective, right? Right. Not when it's yeah. Sorry for anyone that's that's not only watching. listening. Yeah. <laughs> you see the character and seemingly he's talking to nobody i'm like why did they draw a character talking to nobody <laughs> and then the very last shot is just him on the ground like in the fetal position so i was like what's going on so i rewind it and i'm thinking oh my god like did he and there's a house in front of him yeah so i'm like okay is he talking to someone that's in the house from the window and i was like did they just show someone getting kicked out of their house <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> It's the most random thing. I just caught. I just. I just. Um, I did not notice that. Oh yeah, like God. he's just like arguing. It seems like he's arguing to nobody, but there's a house there. I'm like, okay, so he's talking to someone within the house, and right. then he's in a fetal, a fetal position. I was like, oh, he. I, I think he's in the doghouse. <laughs> they just a random dude on Kyoshi Island is in That's the doghouse. So funny. Yeah. I just thought oh, that was a... background stuff is great. I love background <laughs> stuff. I, I think it's also interesting that it happens during the scene where Ag is fighting with Katara, yes. like everybody's fighting. <laughs> yes. That's so, that's, that's, uh, that's really funny. And I think, yeah, keep an eye out for the background stuff. I feel like, you know. (laughs) And one more, one more detail that I have to say about this episode. Yeah, sure. Is, um, I love the, I love the world building Mm -hmm. and I love, and specifically, I love how they're, they really put in detail with the animals of this show. Yes, I want to talk about that so much. Like the nagi, the um the elephant koi. Yeah, the like rhino, the komodo rhinos the komodo, and stuff. Yes. I like oh man, I could talk for hours about the animals in Avatar. I'm so happy you brought that up. I was <laughs> waiting. I was waiting cuz I wanted to like get to where there are more animals present. But yeah, let's talk about it now. Let's do it. Like <laughs> seeing the nagi my first like re- re-watching this mm-hmm. again because being a dumb little kid like i didn't pay attention <laughs> you don't to remember any of this. right 
Same thing with Nagi. I'm just like, wow, like they have the Nagi. Like, is the Nagi any way related to um the serpent from the serpent's path? Mm, like, maybe. This is where my head go. And I'm like, what's what's up? Why why are the fish so giant? Yeah. In this show, um, and the rhinos. The thing about the rhinos, when they're on the ship, where are they? I assume they have like some kind of stable. On the ship, though. Yeah, there the are stables seems, on ships. Really small though. Yeah, know. but there are staples on ships, like when people are transporting animals, you know. I mean, that was that was a big thing yeah. for me. I was like, when he says "Uncle Ready to the, the Rhinos," I'm yeah. like, where? Yeah, where are they? Like the the whole two years he was banished. Yeah. These rhinos were just chilling on the ship. Unless he got them from Zhao when they got their ship repaired. That, yeah, Maybe. that's a good point. I mean, there are, there are there isn't like a huge number of people on Zuko's ship, so I, I suppose they could have like four or five. Uh, Komodo rhinos. I mean, I do. I mean, they don't never show us like the stables, but it, I mean, it's a it's a decently sized ship. I imagine yeah. they could have a stable or two. They could, yeah. And also at the end, they had like five, maybe five rhinos, right? Mm-hmm. At the end, they were all sitting on one. Like, what happened to the <laughs> what happened to the other four rhinos? Did oh, you notice that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But um, what what did you uh like about? The animals in the world. So the thing that I like about the animals is that except for very specific examples, like um, I think Mayuki and Bosco, which we'll meet later, mm-hmm. um, all of the animals are two animals together. So mm. um, an otter penguin or a penguin seal, um, a, a Komodo rhino, a... Um, as we'll eventually see later, a turtle duck. Um, um, uh, Momo is a lemur bat. And when the characters say what the animals are, they say, this is a turtle duck or this is a Komodo rhino. So that implies that those two animals existed separately at one point because it's not Mm. a new name. Like, you know, we have, you know, an elephant and we have a rhino and we have, you know, a... Um, I guess maybe the best example would be like a liger, like a lion and a tiger makes a liger. Um, but regardless, saying it's a turtle duck or saying it's a lemur bat insinuates that there was a lemur at one point and there was a bat at one point. So it just, it, it's such interesting world building because it implies time and it implies age because how many years of evolution had to happen mm. for a lemur and a bat to become a lemur bat? Like, are lemurs and bats considered dinosaurs to them the way that dinosaurs are to us? Like, right. that's an ancient animal. They don't exist anymore. It's just it's just really interesting because instead of calling the animal something completely different, because it is a different animal, it's not a lemur or a bat, it's a lemur bat. They call it that, which, in, which you know, says that they're aware that those two animals existed separately. And I just think that's so interesting. I just think that kind of world building is so interesting because, like I said, it just implies the passage of time. And I just, I don't know, I, th- I just think that's cool. <laughs> no, that is interesting. I didn't even catch on to that. Yeah. I didn't even think that maybe, th- yeah, there was. Uh, there would have had to have been yeah, for them to know what to a know lemur worst, is right. and what a bat is or what a otter is and what a penguin is. And um, it also makes me wonder about the reproduction and the mating habits because that's a little <laughs> that's a little weird because like you know just saying penguins and otters are very different animals and penguins and seals are very different animals like they are not even the same like 
species like a penguin is a bird and an otter is a mammal like right. they're not even the same so like how did that work uh, <laughs> oh, well he was about the birds and the bees yeah right like it's just you know so that's just funny but um yeah it's just really interesting to me the not only and like it's just ah oh, man it's such a clever it's such a clever way to say that your world is different because Anybody could just make up an animal. Right. You know, it's, it's pretty easy. You give them an extra leg or you give them a weird like nose or appendage or something and or tail. It's a weird animal. But to take two animals that we as humans know and combine them immediately shows us that this is a different world, but it's not that different. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's so clever. I just think it's really, really clever. Ugh, I love the animals. I love turtle ducks. They're my favorite. Yeah. I really love turtle ducks. Yeah. Ah, well, then I guess you, you hate Azula for the way, that she, <laughs> the way she treats them. Yeah, right? I want like a little um, turtle duck plush. We'll talk about it more when we get to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one last thing. I like how they showed um, the word passed through the grapevine. When mm-hmm. The avatars on Kyoshi Island. Mm-hmm. And also if, paying attention to uh, the way each character dressed. Like it started with... The little Kyoshi girl mm-hmm. talking to the earthbending fisher mm-hmm. who talks to the earthbender uh, uh, market owner mm-hmm. who sells the fish to the fire, uh, the fire nation cook. Yeah. Who obviously goes and tells Zook. Like, I, I don't know that tiny little things like that. I was yeah. like, well, that was nice. I mean, it's, it all it's all world building. Mm-hmm. It's all world building. It's all expansion on the plot. It all keeps and makes the show rich and, and and visually interesting to watch um yeah i mean i guess they'd have to pass it through the grapevine they don't have like telephones or anything oh, yeah. they? <laughs> knows how the music transition mm-hmm. and it goes into the the fire nation theme dun, dun. yeah I, that was that was done yeah. really well that actually is really cool i didn't even think about that until you said it yeah and again i feel like for this episode zuko wins an award for not being as big of a jerk as he could have been yeah because like yeah he tried to burn down the village and he you know succeeded i think but he could have just kept going at it i mean yeah the unagi like put it all out but he just he could make fire he could yeah. just you know but he didn't he didn't because he's secretly so a good guy <laughs> and he like he wants his leftovers yeah <laughs> when are you gonna are you gonna finish that i was gonna save it for later <laughs> the little comedic things yeah and then suki kisses Sokka on this on the cheek and i went oh oh yeah I'm not just a warrior. I'm also a girl. Yeah. I was like, you certainly are, Suki. You certainly are. <laughs> Aw. I love that. It's a good episode. It's a good episode. Yes, it is. Yeah. And yeah. any other notes? Um, it's just interesting that even though the the episode is like about Kiyoshi Island, we don't really hear a lot about Kiyoshi yet. Not Learning yet. about Kiyoshi comes later. Right now, she's still kind of a mystical figure. Mm-hmm. But she's also the first... Oh, no, 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 never mind. We were introduced to Roku. I was going to be like, she's the first Avatar past life, but now we meet Roku. Um, yeah, no. So as of right now, she's still kind of this mysterious figure like Roku. And that's kind of cool. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's move on to the next episode. Unless you have anything more to say. No, that's it. Just I love Suki. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and for those who are watching, you will get to see Brielle. She has her... How do you call it? The mod- modern cosplay? Yeah, like a modern like co- closet cosplay. Closet. Um, 
for Suki. It's pretty casual because like I can I can do different things, but yeah, just thought I'd do that. <laughs> it's done very well. Aw, thanks. And also, I, I'm just looking at you right now. Um, the headphones match. Yeah, and because the, the headphones has the gold too, so which cool. is great. <laughs> so onto the king of Omashu. Oh God, what a good episode! Again, a really funny episode, and also an episode that doesn't really feature Zuko. Right. Yeah, he's not in it, which is which is interesting, and I think, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, this episode, I'm like looking at my notes. So this episode, I think, number one, I think it's so, it's so great to kind of see Ang talk about his past and have it be a happy memory. You know, like he remembers going to Omashu and like riding the mail shoots with his friend and, you know, it's, it's nice that we see Ang get to be so happy and to not look upon his past with only sadness. Right. You know, and I think it's also important because it shows Ang having friendship with people all over the world. Yeah, no, I just think it's great that this episode is kind of about the happy parts of Ang's past. You know, I really like that. I really like that. I um, this episode really enforces the the fact that Ang has to hide his identity mm. of being the oh, Avatar. Shoot. For me, I it. I don't even see it as a big thing because he's not in the Fire Nation. Yeah. Like, he is the Earth Kingdom. But the fact that, you know, they still stress being being concerned and being cautious of, like, showing who you are. Mm-hmm. And he has to put on Appa's fur. Yep. It's all itchy. Yeah. Well, because I think, number one, they're afraid that Zuko will find them the way that he did on Kiyoshi. But also because as of right now, they don't know who's friend or foe. They don't know just because it's Earth Kingdom and that they're kind of oppressed by the Fire Nation. They don't know that they're not like loyal to the Fire Nation, you know, the way that some people in the Earth Kingdom are, you know. And so it's definitely sad, but it's true. It's that's part of it. And he always has to have his tattoos because that's like a dev giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. Not only that he's like an airbender, but that he's a high level spiritual airbender which probably means he's the avatar yeah. um, <laughs> i just i also really like this episode because it um it shows katara's like willingness to not only improvise but like her willingness to go along with things because i feel like a lot of times people are like oh katara is a wet blanket but she really isn't a wet blanket no. she she goes along with the crazy schemes and she like commits she is there. Like when when Egg was like, hey, I'm Bonzu Pippin Padalopsicopolis the third. She did not stutter. She just walked right up and was like, hey, I'm Jude Pippin Padalopsicopolis. Like she was there. She was ready. She probably had a backstory. Like Honestly, <laughs> you seem like a very reasonable and smart young girl. <laughs> Look after your grandfather. Yeah. It's good. So good. And also... When when they approach Omashu, the uh, the guards are pretty aggressive. Yeah. They're ready to crush. Yeah. Aang. Yeah. Like wow. And I mean, we saw what happened to. Oh, we're we're introduced to the Cabbage Guy. The cabbage guy. Yeah, this is his first <laughs> appearance with the Cabbage Guy. Oh, what a legend. <laughs> Honestly, and they they use the um, the comedy comes in threes in this episode because mm-hmm. like they crush his cabbages three times. Yep. That that was pretty funny. Yeah, and I love that like the fans loved the Cabbage Guy so much that they just kept bringing him back because he was just supposed to be like a one-off, fun character, and right. they were like, "Nah, we're gonna keep him around." 
unlike the foam guy. Yeah. No one liked the foam guy. When they brought him back, it was all like, uh, this is a side note. Okay. When we when we went to the episode where uh, Aang was on trial. Yeah. And we saw the foam guy again. Yeah. I, I remember when it was, um, it was during the time where they were re-watching the season. So this time they had like the fun facts. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And one of the fun facts was that no one liked the Aww. foam guy. No one liked the phone no guy. No one liked the phone guy. <laughs> I was like, damn, that sucks. But yeah, when when they kept bringing back um the cabbage guy, it was like I mean, he yeah. was great every time. My cabbages. Yeah. That's his He's cabbage. just a simple man trying to sell his wares of the Earth Kingdom, and that darn Avatar messes yeah, it up yeah, every time. Every time. <laughs> Can't get away from him. Yeah, I think it's also um really interesting to see the uh, the architecture mm-hmm. of uh. Omashu because it is so different from like the um, air temple and the water tribe and everything. It's just fun to see the different ways that the people of this world have kind of, you know, grown and how they like, you know, live in their world and everything. And um, I also think it's interesting when we eventually get to Ba Sing Se, I think it's interesting that both Omashu and Ba Sing Se is a city surrounded by walls. Mm. Um because it kind of speaks to the Earth Kingdom's almost isolation um, and their, I think, persistence in keeping out of things. Mm-hmm. Like the the idea, like, if we lock ourselves away, we'll be safe, which obviously doesn't work. But it's just interesting that the Earth Kingdoms have those, like, big, huge walls to both protect them and hide them and also keep other things like out it keeps things out but it also keeps things in and to to the benefit and the detriment of the earth kingdom and i just think that's interesting that we're introduced to that idea with the um with the architecture right architecture. and actually plays into the next episode when katara gave her motivation speech to mm-hmm. but we'll get there yeah we'll get there um <laughs> let me tell you like th- those male th- those male shoots look so fun yes if we ever get an Avatar theme park, that should be a ride. <laughs> <laughs> it should be. Um, and I, I think I think it's interesting that it literally, this is things that kids think of. Mm-hmm. Like, they just don't see a male delivering system, even though that's what it's meant for. Yeah. They see a giant slide. I don't know. And I guess this is a bit regional for those who are not on Long Island mm-hmm. or in New York. Yeah, we're in New York. <laughs> Have you ever been to... When when you Nassau Coliseum, like have you been around there that yeah. area Nassau Coliseum, and then yeah, I've seen concerts at Nassau Coliseum. When ar- around the Coliseum, there's Nassau Community College. Yes, my sister went there. You know that building with is is a uh, is brownish. It has that big like mirror like. <gasps> yes, goes- yes, yes, yes. I do know that building. Tell me you never wanted to slide down. Oh, every single time I went past it as a kid. My mom worked in an office building next to that one. And every single time I was like, damn, that would be so cool to, to slide, slide down. Uh, every single time. Every single time. And it just, it just really, it just really shows how, like, how, how much this show was meant for, for kids. Like, mm-hmm. this is what we, we think about. Yeah. It's like, I want to slide down that. I mm-hmm. want to jump on this. I want to climb that. Yeah, I want to ride this animal. I want to ride this animal. Yeah. It's it's really sweet. It's really sweet and, and cute. It's adorable, you know. And it tells kids that think like that, mm-hmm. that you're a mad genius. Yeah, think Like you are a box. genius. That's it's a, it's a good message. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. I think um, 
the idea is not only good for Aang, but it's also just good for the kids watching. Right. I like that. I think that's sweet. You know, don't yeah. don't try to fit in to the rigid rules. There are always ways to like look outside the rules and to think outside what is like expected or normal. And I like that. Yes. And I mean, you see that with um, with Boomi's like trials, you know, every solution has to be different than what you would think, you know, <clears throat> every way that Aang wins that trial has to be through creativity, you know, and, and, you know, thinking slightly off center, you right. know, which is great. I think, I think that's important. I also just, <laughs> I love, I love King Boomy because he's <laughs> just like full of puns and I just love that. King I love Rylan, puns. Huh? I heard that place is really hopping. <laughs> Saka's the only one that laughs. Yeah. <laughs> let us leave. Ah, let us leave. <laughs> this guy is crazy. <laughs> I love how I love how Boomy contained his emotions when he first saw Aang. Because mm-hmm. that must have been quite a shock. Honestly, I mean, <laughs> it's like we haven't seen you in a hundred years. Yeah. And all the other airbenders are dead. So he would probably assume Aang, that Aang was dead. Aang was dead. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then so to to open the door and see not only just an airbender who's alive, but your friend, exactly as you remember him, hasn't changed since you saw him. Like, that's got to be trippy. Yeah, that's got to be real crazy. He he, he contained it yeah. very well. There's just a whole bunch of mmms and hmm. Yeah. You know? I love that this whole episode is just boomy fucking with him. Like Honestly. <laughs> he loves messing with people. Like... <laughs> I can relate to that. Yeah. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm, um, yeah, no, I just, and I, I really like, and it's just, the episodes are funny. Like the episodes, I mean, the, the trials are funny. Mm. Like, you know, they have to cert. he has to like, um, get, uh, Boomy's like pet rabbit. And it's like this huge monster rabbit. <laughs> Flopsy. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Um, I also like the the whole uh like exchange about the the room that they're staying in like it was the old bad room but now it's refurbished but it's not the new room like we have to number these that you know what that felt like to me that felt like a uh, Phineas and Ferb kind of joke you know I mean obviously Phineas and Ferb came after but like it felt like that kind of joke to me I I, it was just funny to me I just like that joke (laughs) aren't you a little bit too old to be this all-powerful strong king yes Yes, yes, he yes he is. <laughs> Boomy's old, bro. He is. He's like 112, 113 if he's the same age as Ag. And and the fact that Well, one, it, it, this goes back to foreshadowing how he says to Aang, I'm the most powerful earthbender you ever see. Mm-hmm. Hint hint. <laughs> there's I think there's one that's a little tougher. Yeah. Oh my Just, oh. Snaps for you. Snaps for you. Yeah, when he said that, I was like, um, okay. are you though? Because I feel like there's a 12 year old who's more powerful than you. Like, did you invent metal betting, Boomy? Because I don't know if you did. No, Although, Boomy's the kind of guy that he would invent metal betting and just not tell anybody. Yeah. He would just do it just to freak people out. Like- <laughs> Bro, yeah, most likely. Yeah. But regardless, mm. Toph is the greatest airbender in the world. Earthbender. <laughs> what did I say? Is it airbender? Oh, sorry. Earthbender. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's your God? Common mistake, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, when um, 
Bowie's strong, bro. Mm. And again, this is like a really good fight scene. Yes. It's a really good fight scene. And it's kind of one of the first times we ever really see airbending. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I'm so sorry. Earthbending. Earth- mm. You know, and, and Boomy's a master. He's really, really good. And the way that he uses the terrain is really clever. And again, outside the box. And, you know, he's not just like throwing rocks at Aang. He's really using the space to his benefit. And he calls Aang's out. He's just like, you know, typical airbender. Mm-hmm. tactic um avoid and evade mm-hmm. it was like you gotta do something else man yep. if you want to beat me mm-hmm. um and i also think it's very interesting when the fight is over and boomy like falls into the earth and then he rises back up that's so great number one that's really really cool mm-hmm. but also i feel like that's a very airbender type of move like that spin up into the air yeah like maybe i taught him that oh, you know i just I didn't even notice that. Yeah. yeah, I just, I think when you see characters that use styles or moves from other bending um, styles, I think it really speaks to their intelligence and their wisdom. And like Boomy is like the first kind of taste of that, you know? And then just, this is further down the line, but what Iroh with. Yeah. Well, redirecting lightning. Yeah, when he teaches Zuko about all the different bending styles yeah i think that's super important and it is always the the wise characters the old the older mm-hmm. characters yeah wisdom comes with age definitely yeah and then and then it's boomy and it's his friend it's friendy they reunite it's so good to see you Aang. i know oh it makes me it, like it's happy but it's also so bittersweet because like they didn't get to grow up together they no. didn't get to you know be with each other and hang out with each other again and you know they're meeting again but it's it's so different but it's also the same you know, um, and it, and it's just it's just nice that that Aang has a friend now. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like Sokka and Katara are his friends, but like it's just nice that you know he he has someone from the old days. Um, something else I wrote down for this episode: I really like the coloring of these episodes. Mm. Um, last episode and this episode, I just like the way that they're like colored, which is just like nice little point for the animation. Um, yeah, like when like when uh, Zuko shows up, the 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 coloring gets very red and orange, mm-hmm. and um, I really like that. I just I, it's just something that I noticed. I was like, oh, this is cool. Like the coloring that they do. To that point, when um, when uh, Suki and Sokka were training, mm-hmm. you could see the sun setting as yeah. they train. That that was a nice touch. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the animation, the coloring, the the editing is al- is always really really good. Yes. And I just noticed it in these episodes, you know. Um, also, I really like this fight between Boomy and Aang because it because Aang is really at a disadvantage and he really struggles during this fight. One, because I think Boomy is throwing out some very weird moves that Aang isn't used to, but also because Earth is the opposite of air. Mm-hmm. And that's that first kind of glimpse we see of the struggle that Aang has with Earth bending and fighting against our styles and it's just like it's all foreshadowing it's all foreshadowing so done yeah so well done Mm -hmm. man um also this so i don't know how familiar you are with the idea of the hero's journey so the hero's journey was created by joseph campbell it is a literary um idea that every story about a journey basically is a is the same thing it's a circle and it's all the same thing and it has these like points that you hit every single time 
And so you can look at a movie like Harry Potter or a book like Lord of the Rings or for those of you who will get this reference, the entire Kingdom Hearts <laughs> game franchise. And the character will hit every point as they make their way through the story of becoming a hero. And I feel like Aang is on that hero's journey because this episode, the episode with Boomy, is the meeting with the mentor mm. point in that journey. He meets with someone mysterious, older. Maybe that older person plays a trick on him to hide their identity. But at the end of it, the mentor gives him a very important lesson. And that lesson is to think outside the box, to think like a mad genius, to be creative in his fight against Ozai. Um, which is what Aang eventually does. Yeah. When Aang eventually meets Ozai, he is very creative. He does think like a mad genius. And I just, I think it's so interesting because the first time I watched the show when I was like just in my bed, like chilling, um, I didn't get that. And then watching it again, I was like, oh, meeting with the mentor. That's what Boomy is. Aang is on his hero's journey. So yeah, that's just really cool. And now I'm going to be keeping an eye out for the other points that Aang has to hit to get all the way to the top of the circle. Um, yeah so learn something new I, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know that yeah it, it's honestly it's like one of those like storytelling 101 things and it, it's no surprise to me that um, the showrunners Reich would would follow that format for this because number one it just makes everything a lot easier because you know exactly what you have to do to get where you need to go right but also it works it works so well to tell the story of a hero so like why not use it yeah <laughs> cool yeah but I just wanted to Talk about that. Because, uh, yeah, Aang really does take Boomy's advice to heart. Yes, he does. And that's great. So great. Okay. And then they they capped the episode off with them sliding down. Yeah. The... <laughs> and then once again, my cabbages. Yeah, my cabbages. My cabbages. <laughs> I'm leaving on my shoe. <laughs> oh, man. That, you know what? That would have been a really funny episode. Like a sort of... To kind of like play with the tales of Vase, say if they mm. would have done a tale of the cabbage guy, <laughs> just like watch him as he makes his way through the Earth Kingdom, and Ag keeps like crashing and breaking his cart every single time. <laughs> that would have been inter interesting to see. That would be a fun, like a fun little like bonus episode, like a little like short, like a short, yeah, 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 not a full fun. episode, but like a short. That could be fun. <laughs> Any other notes on this episode? Not really, not really. Um, I just, I it's just a good episode, you know. I concur. Okay. Do you concur, Doctor? I concur. I concur. <laughs> <laughs> and now I forgot um the name of the, the next episode. I just know we're introduced to Haru. Yeah. Uh it's um Yeah, I don't remember the name of it. Oh, in prison. <laughs> in prison, yes. Cause this is it, it's so funny when you think about how many times these kids get like imprisoned and then stay to jailbreak. Like it's kind of ridiculous. I think this mm. is this is the first time for Katara, but this is the second time for Aang that he was captured. Oh, no, 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 wait. No, he doesn't get imprisoned. Okay, never mind. This is Katara's first time getting thrown in jail. <laughs> oh, my. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even catch on to that. Yeah. Like, I'm sure, like, I, there was a post on Tumblr that I saw that was, like, talking about, like, man, this show, they kind of stage prison breaks a lot. And someone was like, what do you mean? How many times did they get thrown in jail? And the list was literally, like really long there were like 20 different times that these kids either got thrown in jail one of them got imprisoned one of them got captured or they staged a jailbreak like it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah no this is the episode where we meet haru haru yeah 
I like I like I her. knew it. You had a secret thing with her. <laughs> okay. All right, let's get into this cuz I this is something that I want to talk about. So So I love Star Wars, mm. and in the Star Wars fandom, it's a little bit of a joke to basically be like Padme Amidala was standing next to Daddy Wan Kenobi the whole time and she still chose Anakin. What the hell, Padme? It's a joke. Mm. And I feel like I feel that way about this. Like, Katara, you you knew Haru. You knew Haru. And your first kiss was with Jet? Your first kiss was with Jet? And you were right there next to Haru the whole time? Bitch, Haru is a snack. Haru is so cute. And he's not like a terrorist. Katara, what the hell? Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the segment of the podcast where Brielle goes off on Katara, apparently. No, I love Katara. I do. And believe me, I have made several, several regrettable interactions. And, you know, like I've, I've had my fair share of bad relationships. And believe me, Katara, I get it. Everyone loves a bad boy. I get it. Mm. Believe me. But like, <laughs> Haru was right there being a good son and a good earthbender. And you're telling me that she was like, nah, I like this country boy with the wheat in his mouth who's like setting fire to villages. Like, not setting fire to villages, like destroying villages. Mm -hmm. Like, really, Katara? Really, Katara? Beating up old men. Yeah. Like, I'm not even saying, I'm not even saying, like, I can't believe she chose Aang over Haru. I'm just saying, I can't believe she chose Jet over Haru. I mean, I could, when we get to Jet's episode, I have a whole thing that I'm ready to talk about about Mm him. Uh, But yeah. (laughs) Um,. Keep watching. Stay tuned. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I literally wrote, Haru is a babe. Katara should have hit that. Free L. I mean, like, they're, they're kids, so not hit that. But, like, you know what I mean. So Haru is a snack. So Haru is a snack. All right. That's, what, that's how we're starting this one. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> I, um, when we're introduced to Haru, when we hear his earth bending. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's so funny to me, but when Momo is trying to crack the rock, and it's like he's he really he legitimately thinks that it's him. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's literally hilarious. I don't, yeah, so funny to me. Yeah, and um, they go to her room. Mm-hmm. Sako's all like, "Let's be cautious. She looks dangerous." And Katara, I mean, to your point, Katara did put herself out there. Yeah. Like, so, I don't, I don't know why she didn't go for it. Katara's really brave. Like, I feel like, not that that gets, like, brushed aside, but Katara, I think, has so much, like, she just sees the best in people, mm-hmm. and I just love that about her. Like, Sokka's like, eh, this guy could be dangerous, and she's like, hi, I'm Katara. Like, yeah, she does, yeah. She, she, does she, she really does see the best in people, and she I does. think that's one of her best qualities. Um, Yeah, but also what's really good about this episode is it really shows... um. You know, the 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 consequences of the Fire Nation. You know, oh, yes. I, I say that a lot and I'm going to bring it up a lot. But here is a here is a town where, you know, they're constantly being either thrown in jail for earthbending or they're being taxed, you know, out of their like hard earned money. And, you know, we kind of see the the ripple effects of the Fire Nation supremacy, mm-hmm. you know, um, in, in the colonies and everything. And, um, you know, because because. For a while, we're kind of just shown that the Fire Nation is like war, war, destruction, death. But this is so much more mundane. 
it's so much more mundane but it's it's how a lot of people live when they're under an oppressive government you mm-hmm. know it, it's all about keeping you suppressed and keeping you scrounging to make ends meet you know that guy was such a jerk yeah oh yeah oh yeah fire so uncontrollable don't want an accident I'm like oh if i could just <laughs> airbend you right in your face <laughs> bro you are not a very good firebender if you can't control it. Honestly. <laughs> and then and then just so just so disgusting how it's just like you could keep the copper pieces. Mm-hmm. They yeah. really they really know how to write a, a douchebag. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um also I just like that part because they're like act natural and they all just like pose in really weird ways. <laughs> like the least natural ever. Uh <laughs> and Aang is the one that Topples. yeah well that's because that's that's such a kid thing to do honestly yeah you know i think the show is so brilliant in its way of reminding us that these are just kids so when they say act natural instead of like doing anything else they just pose in really weird ways <laughs> oh man but for five years though when when they um when they ask when they ask how long the fire nation has been here and mm. the, haru's mother says five years that's such a long time especially so it's been five years since Haru seen his dad. Oh, is it? Because um, he said Haru mentioned when the Fire Nation invaded. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Your father's been in prison for five years and oh, that's just dreadful, man. Yeah. And I'm sure his father at the beginning tried to fight. Yeah, he, he said it. Him, you know? him and other villagers, they tried to. But they just got beaten down like the people in the village. They were numbered 10 yeah. to 1. Um. Yeah, but then we get to see Haru Earthfell, and he's pretty good. He saves that old man, which is nice. But this episode is is a perfect example of no good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> I hate the fact that we didn't get any. I mean, I'm, in the grand scheme of things, it's not important. But like, why did that old man betray Haru like that? Yeah, I yeah, I guess just to show that like some people are traitors. You know, some people are just not nice. Some people are willing to sell out their fellow man to protect themselves. You know? let him die. I know. There's there's not a lot of people in Avatar that I, like, actively hate, you know? I usually... I mean, like, obviously the bad guys, but, like, there's not really anyone that I actively hate, but I hate that guy. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Fuck him. <laughs> Haru saved his life. Um, and he turned on him. <sighs> Um, and this goes back to not not goes back. The then the next scene we see some of these shots or like moments are so cinematic. Mm. How Katara is water bending the water out of the what would you call it the well the it's pump well. the well the, the pump yeah. the pump and it's silence. Mm-hmm. You no, know, you just hear the water flowing. It's morning. The music. Katara looks at Haru's mother. She mm-hmm. turns around. Tears starts falling. And then I love the shot how it goes from Haru's mom's eyes to Katara's eyes like so quickly, mm. and then the the dropping of the pot. Yeah. So um, things like that I view as cinematic. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely qualify it as that. It it's definitely cinematic, and it definitely I can it, I I think really helps set the mood for how scary and devastating this is. Mm-hmm. You know. So they stage. Not a prison break, but a prison get into. <laughs> Katara has to get into prison. I will show you something earthbending style. 
So that that shot was very anime. Yeah. Like, yeah. It reminded me of Pokemon for some yeah. reason. I don't know. <laughs> I love I love that scene because I think it just shows like the sibling relationship between Sokka and Katara because it's such a good relationship. It is. I love Sokka and Katara's like banter and their care for each other and just the silliness because you know they they really do have each other's backs and they really are kind of in each other's corners but they're they're still siblings they still fight and bicker and you see that in this scene when they're like yelling at each other and he's and she's like making comments about his ears and he's like hey quit it about the ears (laughs) and i just love how their acting is bad acting yeah i'll tell you something (laughs) Don't make fun about my ears. <laughs> what? Never. Got out of my way. Or else I'm a, you know, just that, that, um, that cliche. Yeah. Let's act, but let's bad act. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the thing is, they know how to act. Right. They do. Like Clearly. they, like they, when, when the time calls for it, they can do it and yeah. they do it well. But like, <laughs> when it's like this, they're just terrible. <sighs> and, Momo is obviously the funniest character on this show. <laughs> like I've I've gotten the most laughs because of Momo. Because of Momo. Like um from the beginning when he thought he was the one that was causing all the rumble. Yeah. To he's just there <laughs> when <laughs> when Egg lifts the boulder. It's like that lemur is bending. <laughs> <laughs> no, you idiot! It's the girl. Well, right. Yeah. Of of, of course it is. Yeah. Um, and, I just I love that because it kind of. I love this show because, like, it has all the markings of a kid's show where, like, sometimes the adults are just idiots. And you got to love that. Yeah, you got to yeah. love that sometimes the adults are just idiots. And they really continue with um, with Aang's childlike nature when he's playing with the butterfly. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you're taking the fun out of this. Yeah. It's like, we're going to, we're trying to get Katara arrested. He was like, yeah, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Aang. Yeah. And then Katara gets thrown into prison. Mm-hmm. And, um. Fun fact. I mean, I'm sure everybody knows this. It's not like it's like secret knowledge, but fun fact: the warden is George is uh, George Takei. That that's what that is. Yeah, I, was like, I know the voice, but yeah, um, Sulu from Star Trek. There you go. Yeah, George Takei. Clearly, clearly enjoying every moment of it. Like you, Honestly. like the way that he speaks in this episode. You know that every line was said with like a, a gleeful smile. You know he must have had a lot of fun doing that part. It's the line where he's like, "Did you really think that?" A few motivational words and a lump of coal will help these people. (laughs) It's it's, it's the squeak (laughs) at the end of people that gets me every time. I I just, I love this episode because it really shows who Katara is and and it shows that, and like it helps set up her character for later episodes where we see how passionate she is about helping people and how brave and, and, and strong she is and how much she refuses to sit by and let other people be hurt. Because time and time again, she does that. She cares so much about people and she does so much for other people. It really, you know, it's so great to kind of see where it all starts. No, but you got to love just the, the passion that she has, just trying to rouse these people and remind these people what it means to be an earthbender and, and that, hope is not lost and it's so great you gotta my little my little freedom fighter and back and back to um your point about omashu about 
the the walls and Boston say the walls that's mm-hmm. like fending off the Fire Nation. Qatar brings up that you know at at uh, her water tribe, there are rock to sleep. I like the the wordplay on that. There are yeah, rock to sleep. To sleep. Um, <laughs> with stories of the mighty Earthbenders, mm-hmm. like it is, it is, it is shown, not shown. It is well known within this world that the Earthbenders is probably the biggest, I guess, threat or um, opera. What's the word? Opposition. Opposition to the Fire Nation. Mm-hmm. Like the Fire Nation just cannot seem to fully conquer. Yeah. The uh, the Earth Kingdom. Yeah. You know what? It, you know what it reminds me of actually. Um, when I think about the geography, the Earth Kingdom reminds me of Russia. Obviously, not in the the style or the culture, but. Russia, historically, is very, very hard to conquer. Napoleon tried it. Hitler tried it. It's very, very hard to conquer Russia. And that's because it is so massive and it has so many people. And also because these idiots tried to conquer Russia in winter, which is like stupid, but Mm. regardless. Um, And the Earth Kingdom reminds me of that because the Earth Kingdom is by far the biggest nation, um, if we're talking just landmass wise, but also it seems to have the most people. And like you said, the Fire Nation just can't quite seem to get a full hold on um, the Earth Kingdom. And I think it's because there are just so many Earthbenders and they're all so powerful. And it's just very interesting. It's very, it reminded me a lot of Russia in, in terms of, of the kind of um, ability to withstand anything, you know. I feel like it makes a lot of sense, too. Because like firebending, they can so they can produce the fire. Earthbenders, earth is all around us. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just as a convenient um element as fire. Mm-hmm. So anytime so you can never essentially ambush an earthbender because it's, I mean, you, I outside. mean I mean you can. You can, but it'll be difficult. Yeah, you'd have to put them in the water and on metal, you know. Um Oh, that's another foreshadow. Yeah. Um, as you may realize that this whole rig is made out of metal, so you cannot do anything. Yeah. Wink. Yeah. Oh, wink. <laughs> I love um, how to set that up. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's really, it's, it's cool. And also, I just think it's like so sweet, the idea that like Katara grew up with stories about earthbenders and possibly about airbenders that just because the nations are separate doesn't mean that they're not known to the other nations and that the fire nation has done more than just kill people. They've killed stories, you know, which is, which is great. And you know, it's just, it's oh, what a rousing speech. You got to love her. Honest. They really set Katara up to be this great, uh, um, hopeful person. Yeah. Like with the very first intro, she, she's the one that says, I believe mm-hmm. that the avatar real will return, real return and save the world. Yeah, she's the only one that says that stories that was passed down to her by Grand Grand. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm assuming. Yeah. Of the Avatar, pretty much it seems like everyone around her gave up hope that the Avatar would come back. She's the only one that believed it. Mm-hmm. They, they, yeah, they really set her character up really yeah. well. Yeah, and I think it's important because without her, without her kind of unending hope and positivity, Aang would would fail. I mean, he really would because. The first time it got a little too hard or the first time that someone hurt him, he would probably run away or shut down. And so I think that's why Katara is so important to not only him, but to the entire world. Like, Katara is so important to the entire world, 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, Sokka and Aang come to break her out, and she's like, nope, can't do that. Gotta break everybody Not out. Not up on these people. Yep. Nope. Because she could have. She could have just grabbed Haru and his dad and just left, but she was like, nope, gotta save everybody. Yeah, and then they use the coal to uh, fight back, which mm. is so brilliant. Like, I, I'm i surprised that none of the Earthbenders thought of that. <laughs> they, they, they stuck the hope out of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But Katara brought it back. Yeah. You know? And it's great. You really see how powerful Earthbenders are mm -hmm. in this episode. Like when they like lift up so much and they just throw it at them. Um, you really, really see how powerful they are, which is great. You know, they really showed the reason why uh, the Fire Nation has have, ha is having such a hard mm -hmm. time conquering the Earth Kingdom. Yeah. yeah. You know what, though? I couldn't help but think as I was watching like the scenes where they're throwing the coal and they're like, you know, everything. I couldn't help but think of uh, the uh, the movie that must not be named. And how in the, that movie, the scene is so different. What movie are we talking about? Are we talking about the last? Yeah, we're talking about the, the average of the last Airbender movie. See, I didn't watch it. I've only seen clips. Mm. I've seen a lot of clips that like people like there's like a few like four or five clips that everybody shows. Um, and there's like a clip where they're in the part of the show where they like meet Haru and it's imprisoned and it's in that movie. And so... The Earthbenders, like, there's, like, five of them, and they're, like, stomping on the ground, and they're, like, going, huh, 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 and they're, like, punching with their fists, and literally, a rock gets lifted up and moves, and that's it. That's, like, all that they're moving did. A rock moves, and it's, like, and when you, and so I was thinking about that compared to what actually the show does, and it's just, oh, man, it's miles apart. Like, it really is, like... I refuse to watch that movie. Yeah, I like I said, I've only ever seen clips, and it's the clips that other people show in their like criticisms of the movie. I haven't, even, I, I haven't even seen clips. Yeah, I, I just good. Refuse. No, don't. They're bad. I refuse. They're really bad. <laughs> Damn, like how do you mess up a scene? Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, Whatever. let's not get mad. Let's Anyways, not get mad. <laughs> um, the the fight. Yeah, the fight scene of them breaking out and uh, Haru and his dad defending everybody. The choreography was done so well. Like you see, uh, how how they move their body. How when they're lifting something, they dig deep under, and then mm -hmm. they ride, Um, they lift their arms, and when they're dropping something, when uh, when they cut to Haru's dad throwing them in the water, he's like, "Oh, I heard that coward is drowned," and he yeah, down. like I just I just love the movement of earth bending, how they do everything. Yeah, yeah, it, it's. It's really clever. And again, it speaks to the care and consideration that the showrunners did to model the different bending styles off of different types of karate or like martial arts. Um, and you can see it. You can see it. And you they animate. They really do such a good job of animating the like power mm. that it takes to earthbend or waterbend or airbend because like you see them like like hold up they're actually holding up that earth you know even though it's like miles away they're holding it up and you can see the like tension in their arms and everything which is really just brilliant work yes you know it's the tiny details mm -hmm. always with, yeah. with this show also and this episode is the episode where we learn about Katara's mom yeah yeah and we is. learn about her necklace mm. and then she loses it yeah yeah and then Zuko shows up, just out of nowhere. Remember this guy? Yeah, right. <laughs> the main villain of yeah, the season show. one. 
but he finds her necklace. Oh no. Dun dun dun. To be continued. Yeah. Previously yeah. on Avatar. <laughs> and then that's that's that. Anyway. Yeah, that's actually that's like the first time that we see Zuko in, in the episode when he when he like yeah. finds um her necklace on the rig. Yeah. It's the it's the first time we've seen him since Kyoshi's Island. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and again, it's just um, it's interesting to compare Zuko to the Warden again, like I did, like Zuko with Zhao, like Zuko compared to the Warden. They're very different people, and they're mm-hmm. very different types of evil. And I think that's important that we see that juxtaposition between the two types of people in the Fire Nation. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good episode. It's a really good episode, and it it again, not again, but um, something that. I really like about this episode and the episodes before it is it shows the richness of the secondary characters um, because there are plenty of shows that have secondary characters that are very one dimensional or flat and Avatar does such a good job with their secondary characters and making them three dimensional and making them very nuanced and complex and I just love that because not only does it help make the show as a whole better, but it also makes the main characters better. Because when Suki and King Bumi and Haru are all nuanced and interesting, it makes Sokka and Katara and Aang more interesting and, you know, furthers their story. Yeah, no no what no one is um wasted. Yeah. They use everyone very well. Yeah, exactly. I also um think it's it's interesting and this we can talk about more as we like meet more characters uh the naming styles of characters like all the waterbenders as we'll eventually see have very um hard k sounds like Saka, katara and they have a sounds uh hard a's wait hard a's is that the right sound uh yeah anyway uh, they but they all their sounds like kana for their grandmother hakoda like it's very um I mean, obviously, because it's based on Inuit names, but it, it, they all kind of sound the same in terms. Um, and as we will later meet, like Paku, and, and which is a K sound, and um, I think Yue is kind of the only one that's different. But and then you go to the um, Earth Kingdom, and you know, Bumi, Suki, Haru, lots of um, lots of U sounds, and um, you know that sort of thing, and a lot of like harder sounds, like Boo, like Ba or um you know and then later we'll meet toff like toff you know Mm. and then you know it's just interesting like how even down to the names the all the cultures are so different and i think that's great i think that's really really great you pick up on like the best things yeah i just you know and and then you know like it's harder with ang because all we really know is like ang yang chen and giazzo um Gyatso. Gyatso, sorry, I mispronounced that. But like, again, like the G sounds and the Y sounds and that sort of thing. Um, and a different sounding A than Katara. Katara is a different A sound than Aang. Um, and then you go to the Fire Nation, you have Zuko and Azula, lots of Zs, uh, Sozin. Um, again, more like U sounds, like Roku, Zo- uh, Zuko, um, you know, things like that. Then you got the softer ones, Iroh. And Lee, pick Lee. Lee is a very common fire. <laughs> well, yeah, you have Iroh, you have May, you have Ty Lee, which are softer names. Yeah, it's it's just really interesting. It is. Um, 
But I have my theories about Ty Lee. We'll get to those later. But yeah, no, it's just interesting that even down to the naming conventions, um, you know, everyone, it, it's just, it just helps kind of differentiate the cultures. It's Very, cool. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Avatar Korok. Yeah. That's the same kind of hard K, K sound. Yeah. yeah. And then Roku, the U. Mm-hmm. And the K, yeah. I like that. Like this, this, um, because I don't know, just the the way the way that your mind works and the things that you pick up on. I'm just like, wow, I would have never. Oh, like, thanks. Yeah, this is this is good. I think we, we have a good dynamic. Here. Thank you. Yeah, I just, you know, it's it's things that like I wouldn't have picked up on when I was a kid. Doesn't mean that it's bad, but it's just I wouldn't have picked up on it as a kid. And I think being an adult watching this show, you really kind of pick up on all the little details that go into making a show. Yes. You know, and. And I think also, you know, me being the person that I am, being, you know, someone who was a theater major and I studied a lot of English and creative writing, I think also makes me see these things as well. Because I, I, you know, if I was, I don't know, a math major, maybe I wouldn't have noticed that. <laughs> like, you know, but yeah. All right. Um, any more, any more notes on in prison? Not really. I mean, I feel like we, we've got it kind of down pat, you know, I feel like we talked about everything that we did. Um, I just, I just, you know, I love Katara. I love her ability to connect to people kind of instantly. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, whenever she meets someone, she, she finds a way to get them to open up to her, which yeah. I just think is so wonderful. She really is the heart of the show, I think. And, um, and I just love her for it. Cause I feel like Katara sometimes gets a lot of hate because, you know, she can be a little stubborn and a little, you know, she brings up her mom a lot, which she really doesn't. Like, she doesn't. Um, you know, she can be a little bit of a, a wet blanket sometimes, but she really, I think, is the heart of the show. You know, and I just, I love, I love her and I love, I mean, every character in the show is great, but yeah, I do love her. All right. And I, I guess that concludes today's Yeah, I think well, that's, we're done with episode. the episode. Yeah. yeah. Season, not season two, episode two. We did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we will be posting this on all the available spaces. Um, we'll also be including some links of ours if you're interested in, like, I don't know, seeing our Instagram or, like, sending us a message or whatever. We'll, we are as people. Yeah, we'll have that up for you as well. And I guess uh, we'll see you next time. You can say that, do the sign-off if you want to do a sign-off. Yeah, signing off. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.